0: Bueller. 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 Good
1: morning! Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. cat. Just the cat. Just... Cats. Cats. Tip. Cats. cat's tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky!
2: Touchdown! Kentucky! <laughs> Victory! Kentucky! <laughs>
1: like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl.
2: is There's buggers over here. Back outside. This
1: is the point where he always hits it. Aaron oh! Aaron Harrison, beyond belief!
2: We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting.
1: Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you, September 26, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on the Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker and Nick Roush and Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. Hope you're having a great start to your week. Nick Roush, how are you?
2: A little slow moving this morning, but hey, it's Monday, baby. That's That's how it happens, but we're up and at him. Ready to uh ready
1: to talk a whole ball. Yeah, that's we, we certainly are. We're excited to do it and we appreciate you listening along. Our producer A plus all around, Justin Kalen. Justin, how are you? I'm good. It's uh I, I've made it through the
0: long weekend, so I'm back for another week of Kentucky Roll Call. Excited to be back on the radio as opposed to moving heavy boxes.
2: Oh, so this is really what I'm looking forward to on today's show, Justin. Give us the verdict. Did you make only
0: one trip in your move? Of course. Isn't that what I said I was going to do? If that's what I say, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, we made one trip. We actually got – we loaded up at the apartment, got offloaded at the house in an hour and 45 minutes. How about that?
1: Well, You're acting like it was so tough. It sounds like it was pretty easy.
0: It was a lot easier than it could have been, yeah. We, we had, I think, seven helpers or, or six others besides me and my roommate, so it, it went really smooth.
1: Well, no wonder you only needed one trip if you had but, seven people.
0: But I did go to the house, drop all the stuff in the living room, and then go golf. So that that actually did happen. We're still trying to sort through where everything belongs. It may be a month or two before that all gets ironed out. But, yeah, exc- excited to be in the house, have a yard. I got to mow grass yesterday. Uh, so I- I'm pretty happy.
1: Wow, you got to mow grass. It's exciting. That's big time. You're moving on up, Scoots. Everybody's, on up. Everybody's favorite thing to do, mow the lot. Well, that's that's exciting. So your, your Saturday went as well as you were anticipating. Absolutely, yeah. Well,
0: that's good Dude, to hear. Little, like, little too many kids at the birthday party I went to, but uh, yeah, it was, it was a good weekend.
1: It was, wait, there were
2: kids at a kid's birthday party?
0: Well, so I thought there was going to oh be like, goodness. I don't know, six or seven. No, there was like 12. It was just too many. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> out on the kids
1: kids birthday party yeah so you're probably gonna see kids at the kids birthday party yeah yeah i I didn't think that one through yeah (laughs) well good good glad glad it was a good weekend the cats get a win they are four and oh we have an exciting day of the nfl yesterday which was uh i goodness gracious that that red zone witching hour in the one o'clock segment was it it really
2: is the best
1: Were you watching by chance?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that was the, of course, the craziest thing of them all just happened. Like I, I walked away when the bills didn't uh, convert that fourth and goal. And so I walked upstairs We, I was actually getting ready to take Duke to go to a friend so we could watch football and they could play. And uh, so I go upstairs to like grab his shoes or something. I come down and I'm like, wait, the bills have the ball back and more Points, but what, what what happened here? And in that short amount of time, I missed the butt punt. Like, ha, come on, like that! What a perfect, perfect witching hour that you even got a butt punt thrown in there. which is just absolute chaos in the NFL. It,
1: like it really is when the NFL when those one o'clock games when you have a day like yesterday, which probably happens I don't know anywhere from six to ten times during an NFL season. So, point is, it's not it's not all that unusual to have all the games kind of come down to the wire and have the exciting finishes that you had yesterday throughout the NFL season. It really is just the best drama on TV. Better than Big Brother and The Challenge and all those fun reality shows, keeping up with the Kardashians, you name it. When the NFL has a finish like it did yesterday during the one o'clock games, there, there is there is no better drama on television. And like, yes, March Madness, you can have moments like that, but it's, it's much more rare in March when you have like three games, four games finishing at the same time, and all of them are bonkers. It can happen in March Madness, and when it does, we all go crazy. But it's a little less rare. Maybe you have two games finishing around the same time that are really exciting. The NFL yesterday, I don't know, I need to pull up my ESPN app and see the scores, but it seemed like it was like four or five different games, and it was just, Game-winning or game-clinching play here. Okay, now we need to go down to Miami. Here's craziness going on here. Okay, now we need to flip it back to Detroit or I guess Minnesota. We got craziness going on here. It was just the the Titans game had an exciting finish. The Colts game has an exciting finish. Like I mentioned, the Vikings did. um,
0: Bears and Texans.
1: Bears and Texans had a a wild. Surprisingly, yeah. I mean, the Saints even had like a final chance, but that one wasn't as exciting as the other ones. And all these are happening at the same time. And Scott Hansen in the red zone center is just going nuts, having to figure out which games to go to, doing the double boxes. As Roush mentioned, you had the butt punt, which was great. Initially, when the butt punt happened, it just looked like the kicker just kicked the ball backwards. Like he didn't have enough room and he miskicked it. <laughs> and there was like one angle where it actually looked like that. And, and Scott Hansen was like, What? He just kicked the ball backwards. And then finally they got another angle and he was like, It's a butt punt, which made it even more hilarious. But you just, no wonder the NFL just prints money because you can't get better entertainment than what went on yesterday at one o'clock. And then the four the o'clock games were pretty good. The, the Packers Bucks game was just yeah. a defensive plug fest, but still an exciting finish. Uh, they were a little uglier the four o'clock games, but still some exciting finishes there. Falcons Seahawks, uh, one of my one of my bigger betting losses of the weekend. It is funny
2: how the day progressively got worse, and then I I, I, I admittedly just passed out uh, early. Didn't watch any of the uh, the Sunday night football except for maybe I don't know like inside the two minute morning before half. you
0: didn't miss much
2: yeah uh shout out though uh to just you you know how everybody has that one really obnoxious friend well uh he I think he said he was gonna kill himself if he lost to me in fantasy and I won by 0.22 points because he had Ooh. all of his, the 49ers are his favorite team and he had just a whole lineup of them and they lost <laughs>
1: oh
2: what a loser <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, imagine being a 49ers fan. <laughs> oh, Jimmy G ran out of the end zone.
1: <laughs> I didn't see I also went to he bed. Pulled, early. He pulled all Rowski. <laughs> it, it, it was a big T V night, and secondly, I was just exhausted and pooped, so I went to bed early. Saw the saw the score of it though, and sheesh, what of what a Ugly, ugly game. But fun weekend of football on the NFL level. It was also crazy in college world as well. And we will talk about that. Uh, but anything you want to talk about, you text it on into the Thornton sex line. and stop in at to get your week started right. 502-414-1450. We love Thornton. You will as well. Uh, all right. Cats move to 4-0. They take on... Old Miss this week, huge game. Where we have an entire week to talk about it. We're excited to talk about it, but we got to recap the game from Saturday before we get into that. And Roush, not not a pretty performance from the Cats.
2: Uh, no, no, wasn't uh, wasn't the most beautiful. Northern Illinois did a really good job of uglying up the game, um, and they did something that we haven't seen much this year. They they they. They put Kentucky's defense on its heels uh through the run game. I don't know what it was. I think we're just at the point now you just need Kentucky to defer. You need to go, you need to let um, or no, no, the other way around. Excuse me. You need to let the offense get on the field first, just so the defense can like look be like, oh, okay, there's football being played. We got to bring our A game. Because they were they were just a little out of it at first, a little, little sleepy. I don't know what it was. And Northern Illinois wasn't doing much crazy, although they were using uh, sort of two quarterback system, right? They um, they, they they had their – Rocky Lombardi did not play, so they also used the guy, uh, Justin Lynch, came and subbed in for their regular backup as a running option. And he didn't, like, bust big plays, but they just got a lot of aggravating yards on that first drive, and it took up seven minutes. Took up a lot of time. Kentucky responded with an eight-minute drive where they had to convert three third downs and a fourth down before ultimately punching it in with a 15-yard touchdown pass to Barry on Brown. Um, and that was the entire first quarter. Uh, most of you probably weren't even able to watch the game by the time that first quarter ended. It, it flew by in the blink of an eye, thanks to the Indiana Hoosiers, who scoots, you could suck it. So big old suck oh it gosh. to you. The The limited possessions – uh, really bogged down the game before Kentucky could ultimately break it open in the second half with some big plays. There was a scare late, but uh, ultimately the Cats had had the game in hand for most of the fourth quarter. But the, co-
1: the the coverage was horrible for ESPN. Mm-hmm. We we could spend more time talking about that. I'm sure maybe somebody on the Thornton Sexta line will bring that one up. But goodness gracious, not being able to watch the game for as long. As possible, and yes, you you have to blame Indiana and Cincinnati and ESPN for that. And the Hoosiers blow the cover in the process of that, which was frustrating but also kind of hilarious how it worked out. They're going for it on, like, fourth and 13 from their own, like, six-yard line or whatever it was. They get sacked, and it's like, oh, great. Now Cincinnati's going to score a touchdown and they're going to go ahead and cover, which is exactly what happened. But in the process, they just take up a million – seconds of everybody's time uh which just is was such a pain in the butt not being able to watch uk listen some on the radio eventually was able to go back and and watch pretty much the entire first quarter of what we missed but yeah just uh pretty sloppy performance I, i i think there's a lot to to nitpick from saturday
2: yeah yeah there's plenty to nitpick um Ultimately, though, I mean, and I'm sure that the Texan is going to have a lot of it. I am in the camp of, well, they they have one of these a year. And let's just get through it. Let's move on. Um, it was good to see Kentucky's offense respond to the adversity, right? Like you had touchdowns of 40, 69, and 70 yards. And all of them were in third and long situations. All of, Two of the three. There was seven guys eight seven or eight guys blitzing for five offensive linemen, and they held up long enough for Kentucky to bust the big play so um while i uh, am not i am I'm, I'm not gonna be too harsh um there are certainly some frustrating points here and there um but I do think that there is something to be said about like hey um getting mad at being in. A, and unable to run the ball consistently you're getting chris rodriguez back so that should change slightly but you have all these awesome wide receivers you've got an awesome quarterback you should probably do more of that and less of the running like that's just as soup said you've got to be who you are and right now we have a very talented quarterback we have some explosive wide receivers and we're creating some big plays
1: yeah and uh, you you, you got to Maybe we'll see that in the Ole Miss game, and it is kind of nice to know that if Kentucky does get behind in a game because the schedule now, your three of your four out-of-conference games are behind you, you will – it just gets tougher. So if Kentucky does get behind, if they find themselves trailing, probably more likely moving forward in the schedule than it was in the previous games, it's nice to know you've got quarterbacks and weapons that can, can fix that. But as you you saw on Saturday, and you've seen a couple different times this season, when trying to milk out a win, not having an established run game is really, really frustrating. And it is surprising to see. uh, Stoops had the comments in the post-game press conference that got a lot of attention of him saying, well, for years we were able to run the ball and people didn't appreciate it. Not me, Mark Stoops. You should have said, except for, for TJ Walker, the sports talker, he was somebody that was really appreciative of a sexy, good run game. And in all, in all seriousness, a lot of people were. A lot of people have the same mindset that I had during that time frame of like, hey, if you're winning games, I don't care how you do it. I don't care if you run, 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 and you pass for two yards. As long as you're winning, that's all I care about. And that's what Kentucky was doing for the most part when it had a dominant run game. And I feel the same way about a passing attack. You know what? If you can't run for beans, fine. Then don't. Then throw it around. And I, I get it. Against the Northern Illinois, you still want to try to establish the run game. It's a it's a good opponent to try to work on these things against. And Soups has never really cared too much about blowing out anybody on the schedule with one exception. And so they, I, I get that they wanted to ch- stay committed to it, see if they could get anything going. Uh, and they had some success. And they've had some success all season in the run game. It's just been much more inconsistent than it had been in, in years prior and that's and that's I think the frustrating or head scratching thing for some Kentucky fans but maybe it shouldn't be as head scratching. you're putting in a lot of pieces you're trying to plug mix and match and see what can work. But when you've had such a reliable offensive line in the last few seasons to have one that is inconsistent, Uh, seems to be coming at the wrong time when you have such good quarterbacks, such great wide receivers. But on the flip side, that's a positive. At least you do have those quarterbacks. At least you do have those wide receivers. And as Roush mentioned, maybe when Chris Rodriguez goes back, that can help the run game. My only issue is there's nowhere for him to even – I don't even know where there's going to be room for him to run.
2: Yeah, I'm going to not completely disagree, TJ. Like, there – I mean, Smoke had 12 carries for 84 yards. Like, he had a pretty – I mean, you – obviously that fumble was unacceptable. It changed the game. It made it close. Like Kentucky could have taken a 21-7 lead before half and said it was tied. But like Lavelle Wright, they gave him the ball nine times. He got 14 yards. He just wasn't breaking tackles. He wasn't seeing holes. And uh, Levis' quote after the game was, he sees holes before they get there on Rodriguez. And that's a lot of what it is, is like seeing the cutbacks. Like I can – the the multiple blocking schemes that they use, pin and pull has been the most effective – so far um where you're, you're you're moving guys around right you've got guards pulling as lead blockers but there's times too when they're running just their regular outside zone where it's like I, f- I feel like i can see it but they can't right now now granted i'm at a much different angle than, than what they're looking at I, I do think that ultimately i am just i've just reached the conclusion on this team that once they get rodriguez back they can run it more effectively but it's going to be running to set up the pass. Like, the the strength of this team is in the passing game. It's in those talented young wide receivers, which if Dane Key hauls in that one touchdown, I mean, my God. Like, they would have been <laughs> – the the amount of awesome touchdown catches, It that that would just be the highlight reel for the season. It's just one awesome touchdown catch after another. Um, but the running game, I, I think, is just going to be – it's just going to be a part of what they do and not define what they do.
1: That's fine, but I mean you can't – there were – like I said, it was an inconsistent offensive line. But far too many times the running back is getting met behind the line of scrimmage by either his own blockers getting pushed into him or uh, there's not a lot of places to run. Sometimes there are, and it's nice. And, again, uh, against Northern Illinois, you should think consistently there should almost 90% of run plays be places to run. Um, So you beef up the opponent. On the defensive line, it doesn't make me more optimistic about what the offensive line's doing. But I will say at a minimum, even if there's not places to run, or if there are, then sure, Chris Rodriguez, I think is going to be better at finding him. He can still at least fall forward. He's he's much better at getting momentum, um, getting those legs churning, so he can at least fall forward for three or four yards. And sometimes that can be okay. Set up a second and six, a second and five. Gives you a few few more options there. And I'm excited to see if he's able to do that or not. I just don't think it's a guarantee. You get Chris Rodriguez back, boom, the running game's gonna 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 be fixed. I, I'm, I, I'll need to see it to believe it.
2: Okay, well, let's go back and watch the Citrus Bowl last year because offensive line was pretty bad, right? They gave up. They, they kind
1: of kind of progressively got worse as the game was going on.
2: Yeah, it, it wasn't great play. He still averaged five and a half yards of carries, twenty carries, 170 yards, and the last touchdown in particular. I mean, he was getting tackled four yards behind the line of scrimmage. Just makes one dude like throws him down and then goes runs ten yards into the end zone for a touchdown. Like that's not every time, but I think that, I like I, I really do. I'm I'm of the belief now that like a lot of this stuff is just having an awesome running back that can move people to the ground because Smoke has S- Smoke's done about what you need him to do in this situation, right? Like he he he's been moving the ball forward. Uh, he's had a couple of, of bigger runs he had that 27 yarder that was pretty nice and now mm-hmm. before the fumble he was about 12 yards down the field so he he's done some nice things as that second back but they need to have that guy that's just making that's getting past that first tackler because that's that that's really like uh there was one play in particular too I think it was Lavelle Wright's longest run of the day he actually did have a nice hole but one guy grabs onto his foot and he's just not able to get through that. And if he gets through that, it's a 15, 20 yard gain. Instead, he just can't lift his legs out of there and he's brought down after five yards. So there's the there there's I think a lot to uh to get excited about just with Rodriguez returning where like if you're gonna I, I'll happily hop on the hype train of just like to toot, toot get out of Rodriguez's way. Like it's the the offense is going to look much better with him in it this Saturday.
1: I hope you're right. I, I, obviously, it's going to help. I don't think there's really any debate about that. The extent of how much it helps the run game is going to be interesting. One thing I do like seeing, though, one thing I like seeing and one thing that's a little makes me a little bit nervous is the run game should open up with defenses being a little bit more cautious of Kentucky's passing attack. And that is, could be just what the doctor ordered for this run game if teams are going to say, all right, UK football, forget kind of what we've known the last three years, this team has big playability. They can, they have a quarterback that can take the top of off a of defense, and they have enough big play receivers where if we miss one tackle that they could be gone because now you have large enough sample size to know that about a few different guys on Kentucky's roster. It, it, the more they respect opponents, respect Kentucky's passing game, it hopefully should make things a little bit easier in the running game. Now, that being said, You're seeing teams take a different approach. It's the stat we talked about last week before the Northern Illinois game. And Northern Illinois said, hey, we're going to follow that same blueprint. Teams are coming after Will Levis, which is a bold strategy. You feel like you've you've got some vulnerabilities on the offensive line. Let's go attack them. Let's see if we can give Levis not enough time, force him into some bad decisions. But also you see the flip side of that. We're going to go send guys after him. That means – the secondary's a little weaker, and if Levis can make the right throw, get it in the right spot, the wide receiver can take it to the house on a variety of different plays. So that's going to be interesting to see, If the, and, and that's kind of been the what most teams have done this season, what Northern Illinois did. Uh, blitzing, they were able to get, what was it, five sacks and I think four tackles for loss. Mm-hmm. that could be flipped, but uh, far too many for a MAC team to come into an SEC's house and do that. But it's what teams are going to do. They're going to come after Will Levis. Hopefully, UK's passing attack will eventually let the teams realize maybe that's not the recipe. But but maybe that's just going to be what teams are going to do, and Kentucky's got to live with it. I don't know. They've shown that it can work, and they've also taken some sacks as well. Roush, what do you think about teams having a defensive philosophy of of aggressiveness coming after the quarterback?
2: Love it. Keep on doing it. And then Kentucky's going to pop big plays. It's the way you should play Kentucky, right? Um, I mean, but you're, you are playing with fire. Um, and the, <laughs> it, it, Florida did as much, and eventually, like they, the, the, the like that was what ended up. They played aggressively early on. Kentucky hits a big play with Dane Key, and then they couldn't do it anymore. And when you start playing better teams like Northern Illinois, it's a little bit different. They've got nothing to lose, they're a max school, like, you might as well sell out. Um, but eventually, like if you're down at Ole Miss and Kentucky's already hit one big play, you can't, if you keep selling out, then they're just, you're going to get burnt again, again, and again. So it's the smart way to go until you can't do it anymore. Um, and, and I think that's what we're going to see for much of the future, TJ.
1: Yeah. And I, the offensive coordinators and UK's coaches, they're going to be a hell of a lot more prepared for it than just me being a little radio goober talking about it. And that's good. So they'll be ready for it but it's just something that they've got to be prepared for on the offensive line. You're just going to have to keep asking them to step up, hope that they keep improving. And again, as I mentioned and as Roush has mentioned, there were plenty of things – there were plenty of good moments. There were plenty of things to like. It's just that was the thing I think that was most frustrating in in Saturday's game, just far too many inconsistent moments. Uh, When the good was good, it was fun to watch, and you can see why UK is a top-10 team. Just far too many. Like, all right, guys. If, if lack of focus, maybe a little bit of effort, potentially. But Roush, they were up seventeen with five minutes left. It looked a lot more like what I think a lot well, of people were expecting, anticipating. And then they <laughs> called the
2: blitz. That it, they they went aggressive. They freaking rocked that quarterback. But it was like a half second late and sixty yard t- game. You know, now they're yeah. in the red zone and they up, I think that was the touchdown drive they had. Mm-hmm. Which that was such a bogus holding call on Zion Childress, right on fourth was, and goal. Yeah, that absolutely. dude fell down, and the ref was just like, "Okay." I mean, he was blocked; he couldn't even see Childress.
1: Like hardly like, even fell down too. I mean, it was it was minimal contact on a passing play. I'd say ninety nine percent of pass plays have, or probably ninety six percent, just pulling a number out of my butt, uh, have more contact than that one. And hell, the the play. Uh, what was it on like the two-point conversion had significantly more contact on it and, and no flag, but yeah, that, that was, that was terrible, but it was it was a 17 point game with five minutes left. And you could tell Kentucky just kind of was moving on to the next week. Not wanting people to get hurt. And you think you could be all right doing that against a Mac team, but credit to Northern Illinois. They kept fighting, made some big plays, made some big plays late and made that game a little bit more interesting than it should have been. I never felt like Kentucky was going to lose obviously that onside kick just like anybody else i was i was eagerly Ooh, i guess eager is not the right word anxiously awaiting just to make sure uh, the kick was about as good as you can do an onside it kick it really was and kentucky was fortunate to be able to be on it both my teams having to survive onside kicks this past weekend uh, a co- like you 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 you'd rather be on the team that need that just needs to recover the onside kick not the kicking team in that situation there's just but so much still, to lose it's, yeah it's still just so scary <laughs> uh, cuz you just never know you never know where the ball is going to bounce you just basically have people 10 yards away from other people running at full speed just to nail and try to drill folks uh it's it's exciting it's a it's a real man's play there in the game of football the onside kick and both my teams did survive them thankfully uh and the cats went on to to get a win probably a little closer than people would have liked but again they five minutes left they did what they were supposed to do and then they just took their foot off the gas i still got some questions about the offensive line roush is telling us maybe don't worry about it as much and i like that optimism and now you you look forward to one of the bigger games in the mark stoops era i think you you can make a case for it's absolutely colossal still looking for his first sec west road win and he's going to get a good chance to do it and probably a uh, uh, one of the more highly attended UK road games, and the Mark Soups Air, especially conference games. UK fans show up in big numbers in the Louisville game, but um, yeah, you know, and not my not my favorite UK football win this past weekend over Northern yeah. Illinois, but yeah. whatever. You you, well, took and- it, you got it, you got out of there relatively healthy too.
2: And this joins the long list of. Games, I mean, Eastern Michigan, they needed an interception in the end zone back in, I want to say, 2017 to get out of that one. UT Chattanooga last year. Like, these games happen under Mark Stoops. You survive. You move on to the next one. You you worry about it in the moment. But from a 10,000-foot perspective, right, when we look back on the season, we're not going to think about this Northern Illinois game a ton. Um, In the month of September, you went undefeated, right? You did what you had to do. Kentucky has a chance. Just bear with me for a minute. Kentucky could be hosting its first SEC opponent at home with two top 25 wins on the road already on its slate. Like, the Cats are a top 10 team right now. They're ranked seventh, the highest they've ranked since 77. And they went undefeated without their second or third best player on the roster for that entire four-game stretch. All, all in all, things are going according to plan uh, when you look at your preseason script, right? There, there's there's, we'll evis is taking steps in the right direction. We knew that the biggest question marks would be on the offensive line. That's been the case. Uh, I'm not going to put every sack on the offensive line, but you have to put a good amount of them, right? Like, there was one drive in particular, too, where they were really bad against Northern Illinois. I mean, it was just like one play after another. There's just one dude who's just stinking it up. But sometimes it's on Will Levis as well. They're all learning together. But throughout the first four weeks, uh, you've, you've played about as well as you could have expected. You got your kind of defensive uh, mis- miscues, your, your your sloppy defensive game out of the way. And I, I think going into this Ole Miss game, uh, there, there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic. There's a lot of reasons to be excited. They're, they might be without their two top running backs. Um, uh, Zach Evans did not The TCU transfer did not play in the second half. Um, their quarterbacks, I mean, they they struggled quite a bit as well uh, to, against in an eight point win against Tulsa, who just beat Northern Illinois by a field goal two weeks ago. So, um, all in all, month of September,
1: not too shabby,
2: not too shabby at all. You, things are going according to plan for the Kentucky football team in 2022.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think most people can keep that in perspective. It's an amazing position to be in. People wouldn't change it for anything in the world, but I, I think it's a good thing to not be totally satisfied and to be able to get a win and still say, hey, I've got some concerns about this because I think people just realize what's at stake for this season. Every game on the, uh, on the schedule, winnable. The Georgia one looks obviously tough. I always bring that up. But, you know, they struggled with Kent State. It happens. Teams have games like this. And I don't, I don't blame the fans that are critiquing, but I, I I think the, I think the majority of them are doing it the right way of saying like, Hey, appreciative Mm -hmm. for where things are, but this worries me, but I hope this is better because if you just keep improving, you keep getting better and you do the things we think this team can do. uh, You are, you're talking about a new year, six game. You're talking about probably knocking on the door to the college football playoffs. So I, 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 I think the, the people that are, quote-unquote, worried or, quote-unquote, complaining, I think their heart's in the right place just because they realize that that history's on the line this season.
2: And you can make some more of it on Saturday. You can make a lot more of it on Saturday. Noon kickoff on ESPN. Um, I don't think you're going to be kicked off uh, to the app for this one. We might get a little delayed by college game day, though. That that, that was running long again this Saturday.
1: Oh, yeah. I, it. Um just show it's
2: always like 1209 you know it's not yeah right
1: just show ahead. it though like whatever you do just show it don't no no fuss nothing goofy no just show us the games espn and then like to not even have it on streaming when it, they said it was on streaming that was sure. ridiculous as well Ugh. we're going we're going backwards roush in the world of television for like the the Thirteenth time in their last fifteen games, it seems like U of L football is impossible to watch on streaming. It's the ACC network, it, it, like what a joke! It is twenty twenty two, and it's harder and harder to watch. All right, long first segment. Obviously, we got a lot of lot to say about Saturday's college football slate. The Caps moving to four and zero and moving up in the rankings, despite not its maybe best performance on Saturday. Those are things we like to see. Don't go anywhere. This is Kentucky Roll Call. we got a lot more to talk about. EJ Walker, uh, Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. And love is a prize,
2: So wake me up. kentucky roll call with walker and roush oh this your wife oh a lovely lady hey baby you're all
1: right you must have been something before electricity huh I <laughs> moving me down the
0: highway rolling me down the highway moving ahead so i won't pass the
1: by. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call. Here on Big X Sports Radio, Bro, no? after 1450 a.m. T.J. Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. How about them St. X Tigers, everybody?
2: Many people are saying that Trinity is a one coach school.
1: A lot of people are saying that. A lot Spe- of
2: people are saying that.
1: Special coach, not special program. A lot of people have been saying. Uh, about the the rocks property. I guess they climax. can keep
2: that uh, sheet up on yep. Trinity High School. Yeah.
1: Yep. I, I drove by on Saturday morning actually and noticed that uh, it wasn't there. They, they need to put that bad boy back up just so everybody everybody knows the dealio. But uh, it, a good game. It was sounded like Trinity. He probably kind of kicking themselves for not finding the end zone, um, which I don't. Think they scored a touchdown? I think it was. Yeah, I think that's right. And a safety, uh, kind of a listening on the radio. It sounded like somewhat of a hectic finish. There was like four seconds left, and Saint X had a fourth down and punted, which they the broadcast team was like, "Hmm, why why wouldn't you just snap the ball and run around for four seconds? Like, why would you even give Trinity a chance?" However. Trinity didn't have a return guy. <laughs> so, like, the they got the punt off and the ball just went to nobody and the clock ran out. Wow. So, it, like, maybe two somewhat questionable coaching decisions. The same, I mean, the same x one definitely punted if they don't have anybody back there. But more realistically, you wouldn't want to give them a chance to potentially do anything crazy or they could block the punt. Uh, but whatever, it worked out. But if you're Trinity, how do you not have wh- – like if you don't have anybody back there and the punt gets off, it's just it's over. But oh well, stinks for the rocks, I suppose. Nice win for the Tigers. Big win for Manuel. Yeah, they shut out Ballard twenty-one to nothing. If I'm not mistaken about that score, uh, and I did did the sales come out on top? The big rivalry game against yeah, the rocks, right?
2: we don't we don't need to mention it was it's was bad.
1: It's real bad. You're building for something special, though.
2: Yeah, we're building under exactly. construction
1: exactly exactly so fun high school weekend scoots how'd your game on friday go
2: oh no we all scoots i
1: had,
0: I had to think but ba- i had to think back on how it went but we were tied after every quarter which was awesome you, even overtime uh no we didn't get overtime so Not it ended in the fourth good. quarter which is good but every other quarter it was tied
1: we're good we're Pretty good cool. Did you have, like, a – what was your last walk-off call you've had?
0: Oh, man. I guess it would have been last year in this Jeff
1: Silver Creek game. Oh, so they they put on some good ones, huh? Yeah.
0: Well, funny – so, funny story about walk-offs. I call basketball games for another radio station. I have a color guy. He's always wanted to do play-by-play. This last season, we're at regionals. And I look at him, and I'm like, all right, the team we're covering, they're losing at halftime, you can do play-by-play. So they're losing at halftime, he does play-by-play, we get our only buzzer beater of the year.
1: Oh. Bummer. Yeah, that is a, that is a bummer. Huge bummer. <laughs> I, bet, I bet you weren't happy about that, Scoots. No, no. Yeah. Text out into the Thornton's text line. A lot of y'all did over the weekend, 502-414-1450. Uh, we'll those texts are going to talk about all different sorts of aspects of the game, but Roush after that long first segment, anything, anything about Saturday that we missed, anything that we need to bring up, would you have a good time at the Krog? Yeah. Yeah.
2: It was, um, it was a weird, um, like I I spent a lot of time, like I got there early and I didn't like go out looking for tailgates or anything. So it was kind of odd in that regard. Um, But all in all, uh, yeah, I had a good time. Got back uh, home around two. Uh, yeah, so it was a it was a nice day. Nice day. I uh, really love just watching how fast Barry on Brown is. I mean, that guy so fast, just it's amazing. Uh, and Tavion Robinson, that guy, not not only his ability to like just make plays in traffic, but his ability to just I don't know what makes a good punt returner, right? Like, cause in your mind, there's always, I mean, cause Juan Dale wasn't a great punt returner. I mean, he he just wasn't, you would think that, okay, fast shifty guy, he should be good at punting return, uh, returning punts. I don't know what makes a good punt returner, but the ability to have the awareness of what's around you, every time he gets the ball, it feels like he's getting like five, six, eight, 10, 12 yards, you know, at the bare minimum. It's, it's it's incredible to watch Tavion Robinson kind of weave his way in between people.
1: Yeah, he's fun to watch. It, it really. Um, you're you're talking specifically about power returning, but even just all, all of them, them, as route runners, it just you get you got the quarterback too to get the ball in their hands. But once you do it, any of them can just make something pretty ridiculous happen. Um, they they make guys miss tackles. They can turn something into nothing. Normally Kentucky's been lucky if you've had like one guy that can do that on the field. Um, and and usually if there has been that one guy, they've been really good. So Kentucky's been fortunate in that. Now I, I really do. I think you're kind of surrounding the offense with players like that, which just has to make it a total nightmare for defenses ha- having to get ready. But he, he's really fun to watch. I really wanted that touchdown pass for for Dane Key. Yeah. Um, I thought he would have came down on it with it. And I bet he'd be the first person to be like, I, I should have had that. Um it would have been a nice catch. I do think it's one he should have gotten just because I think highly of him as a wide receiver. But gosh, that would have been special.
2: Yeah. And Levis after the game said it's the best throw he's ever made in his life. And he was kind of joking, kind of not joking, like. Oh, I'm so mad when Dane didn't bring that in. Like, like really would that have, have been his
0: fourth though. and fourth games? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Wow. Although, Man. I I was very, I did uh, once again in our picks of the week segment because of freaking Indiana choking. And Northwestern had a second half lead, and they blew it. Uh, they're just a terrible, terrible, terrible football team. So, but I did did hit some prop bets, which was nice in some local games. I bet Malik Cunningham over one and a half rushing touchdowns. He got that before the half, and then on the UK game, Maybe the Robinson. only prop bet I didn't hit was mm-hmm. Will Levis over half a rushing touchdown. But I did bet Will Levis over two-and-a-half throwing touchdowns. Got some nice juice on that one. I bet uh, Tavian Robinson over half a touchdown. I just figured he was going to get in the end zone this game. Uh, so that that was nice. So those U.K. prop bets, I think there's some money to be made on them. I normally don't look at them because I don't usually go to the Southern Indiana Betting Center on Saturday mornings, and sometimes you have to get the prop bets or closer to the game. But mm-hmm. uh, those were nice to see.
2: Yeah. Hey. Winners, any way you can get them, we'll take them. Um, Speaking of winners and losers, God, Florida, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, seriously, Billy Napier, you idiot. You should have won that football game. They go for it on fourth and one at the 20 in their opening possession. Instead of just taking points when you're on the road, they don't get it. Next possession, they move the ball again. They don't miss a field goal that time. And then right before half, You've got Henanooker dead to rights, third and ten, miss a sack, get a first down, and then give up a 70-yard play, and then Tennessee scores before halftime. They had no business being in that game and even recovered an onside kick. But, my God, they had a guy dropping pass at the 20. They would have had a play to score a touchdown from the 20-yard line to win the game. I've wanted Tennessee to lose that so badly. Um, it was good to see, though, TJ, that – the Tennessee defense is as bad as I thought it was. Like It, it stinks. Florida is not very good, and they were moving the ball pretty effectively against them. So a uh, big old suck it to Tennessee. You're a bunch of losers.
1: Man, Anthony Richardson, just not that good of a quarterback.
2: No, no. He's got a big arm, and he's really good athlete. It's not like Joe Milton, but he he's like a better version of that. Just is, is slightly off on his, his accuracy
1: all the time. Uh- big arm that left the Hell Mary at the end of the game fifteen yards short. Well he was getting hit. I mean as it was happening. He's getting was the a ground. weak, weak terrible throw. Like you that you have one job in that position. Just get the ball in the end zone so something crazy could happen. And that ball ended up like it I mean it probably closer than the fifteen, but it seemed like it was like the fifteen yard line. It was terrible. Yeah, it wasn't very good. Um oh man it, I like,
2: wanted him to lose so bad. The yeah. so when they
1: got the onside kick, I was like, could, gosh, this would just be the most hilarious way for Tennessee to, to lose this oh, football game. Oh, it would have been just – oh, man. And they, got the big, they got the big completion on first down to, like, get them to the 40 or whatever yard line. No, and then
2: the second one, I mean, it, it wasn't a great pass by Anthony Richardson. I mean, big surprise. But, like, it hit the guy in the hands and he dropped it. it like, oh,
1: come on, yeah. Florida. Yeah, the, the Gators come up short. And uh, I, I, th- there was times in that game I thought Tennessee was going to maybe run away with it and it was going to be a blowout credit to Florida for kind of hanging in there. Um, but also, I think Tennessee's got some flaws as well. And that's why, again, you look at Kentucky's schedule and you just think like, all right, UK can, they could win in Knoxville. They, they could certainly lose that game as well, but they, they could win in Knoxville. They can win. Again, they can win in Oxford. They can win uh, pretty much any, any place that they're going to go this year. And that could make for an incredible season. Just they're just like a lot of teams probably though, there's some things that we don't love about UK that we hope gets a little bit better, but in good company, because there's very few, if any, teams that you just look across the country and say, like, they're totally dominant. Again, Georgia had a bad game. I still think they're really good. Alabama, obviously, really good, but they've they, they haven't looked perfect throughout the entire season, at least not for Alabama standards. Ohio State put on a pretty good show. I like their black jerseys on, on Saturday night. Uh, they looked sharp, and they looked really good. So I think those three teams kind of separate themselves from the pack. And then after that, uh, Michigan, Maryland gave them some gifts, and they still struggled a little bit. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> that, that was at least an entertaining game. But mm-hmm. Ma- Maryland, if they just – clean up those turnovers they had some brutal turnovers arkansas i mean the 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 dumb turnovers near the goal line like what was kj jefferson doing where's he do
1: you think he was going to jump five yards into the end zone like he he does a lot of like i I think he thinks that he's in a video game at times he makes a lot of really kind of like silly mistakes i think you just have to live with them because he can do so many good things as well but yeah that was Bad. Oh, that was a bad you, decision.
2: Have you seen a doink like that before, too? I mean, that it like hit the flag on top of the goalpost. Is a that'd be a tough. That'd be that'd be tough. That'd Shout be tough. out to me for buying the point and covering that.
0: <laughs> I, mean, I that did feel a, bad for that kicker. Oh, that that kicker no, though
2: wasn't as nearly as bad as the kicker in the Missouri Auburn game, which that game set football back a hundred years. Just fire them all. Just fire them all. That was horrific football. The game Missouri. Oh, I mean, it was just a master class in uh, undisciplined aptitude. It was uh, so funny to watch. But I, Bruce Feldman had a report before the game that um, he had a, that, that Auburn might pull the trigger on Brian Harson if he doesn't get this win over Missouri. And it's like, well, yeah, uh, uh, duh. Like they might. They could pull the trigger at any moment this entire year, Bruce, uh, and they—they they probably should do it anyway because they didn't deserve to win that football game. Missouri's all-conference kicker missed a twenty-six—I mean, it was an extra point—just hooked it to that—that could have won the game. They go to overtime. Missouri picks off a pass. No, it's actually the ball hit the ground. So uh, Auburn, you get a chance to kick a field goal. They get the field goal. I mean, it missed so badly, but Missouri of was off sides.
1: One of the most hilarious misses in field goal history. It was such, it was such so a funny. bad kick. And I didn't like I didn't have the sound on, so I didn't hear that there was a flag. And I was like rushing to my phone to be like, Oh my gosh, that was the most hilarious <laughs> kick. And then I looked up and realized that they were kicking again. And I was like, Oh, oh, well, what the hell happened? But that was great.
2: Yep. Yep. So they get a second chance to kick another one, make it. Missouri gets the ball. And I don't know if it was the first or second play of overtime, but they're getting ready to run into the end zone. The guy goes to, was he trying to switch hands? Was he trying to reach for the goal line? I don't know, but he fumbles it into the end zone. Auburn falls on a game over. Like just, they are the luckiest. Brian Harson to be, to still have a job. It's, it's an act of God that he's still there.
1: Yeah. I, I, thought, like, that's pretty crazy to fire a dude after 16 games. And I know he it, there's some behind-the-scenes stuff that if he was winning, nobody would care about. But since he's losing, people are making it a bigger deal than it probably actually is. But uh, 16 games, like, do these programs not realize the message that they're potentially sending to other coaches when they do stuff like this? And Auburn's really been no stranger to it. Uh Nick Saban is just, like, completely and totally – neutered the Auburn football program. And uh Georgia Tech, are they moving on from their coach? Did I see that? Yeah, Jeff Collins got fired. Um after and, like four games this season. yeah
2: and he's at least been there longer. Uh that 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 whole thing has been odd because you know he was transitioning out of the triple option. And in order to do that, I mean you've got to change your personnel entirely. Oh yeah total and, rebuild. He actually was Recruiting surprisingly well, but I, I mean, just they they have been so bad on the field, like they've been just horrific. So, the yeah,
1: I thought the same thing. Like, it—it it was going to take some time to transition out of the triple option, but, uh, they, but also,
2: it- if you thought that you were going to fire him a month into the season, why didn't you just do it last year? But same thing with Herm Edwards. I mean, I'm I'm wondering if buyout money like how much that stuff plays into it. But all of these early season firings that are happening, a lot of it's like, well, you, you knew what you were getting when you signed on to keep them around, especially with Herm. Like he's been caught cheating so many times. Like why, why, why didn't you just cut ties then? I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it either.
1: But uh, meanwhile,
2: Scott Satterfield still has a job.
1: Hey, big win for the cards on Saturday.
2: And that, and I know that it did change once they, um, Once the game started, like those noon kicks, they're always going to look bad at the time of kickoff. But that video
1: that Paul Miles from 840 had was just, not a lot of people at Cardinal Stadium. No, and it didn't really like fill in all things considered. Uh, And they're just lucky that they didn't get Sunday's weather. It ended up clearing up by about like 1230 on Sunday. But it was right. If it would have been, if you would have switched swap Sunday and Saturday's weather, it would have been even, even worse. But yeah, that was was, that was not a good look. But Malik Cunningham, you put him up against a bad defense. He's going to put up some numbers. I can tell you that mm-hmm. right now. He's done that his whole career. It's the good defenses that he has a little bit more trouble against. Uh, Shout right. out to the uh, offensive line coach that said, Oh,
2: hey, yeah. They thought Florida was good.
1: Like, dude, shut up. Yeah. Like, you, you idiots. Maybe I don't know. get blown out by Syracuse and lose to Florida State. <laughs>
2: You're comparing yourself to Florida because you beat South Florida.
1: Yeah, what a goober. All right, hour one done. Hour two, we're going to get oh, the fourth slot and see what you have to say about Saturday's game. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X. you Gale.
0: Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family. Welcome
2: back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call.
0: Nothing is over until we decide
1: it is. With
2: Walker and Roush.
1: We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on oh, okay. Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. Victory Monday, the Cats 4-0, the dream season continues. Fun talking about that in hour one always makes it fly by. Hour number two, we're going to read a lot of text, but first we're going to tell you about Salseritas.
2: Because Salseritas is the best.
1: It's great, and as Roush said, it's the best. Yeah, they've got
2: wonderful queso, Mm -hmm. uh, great guacamole, great guacamole, and. Also outstanding tacos, taco salads. TJ, I know you like to go there for lunch because mm-hmm. it's um, you know, you, you, it it's not going to bog you down, weigh you down in the afternoon.
1: Yeah, you don't get the bubble guts as my friends call it, which is you eat so much that you just feel so bloated that you can't really move. You don't have to worry about bubble guts at Salsa uh bubble guts free because if if you want to totally pig out you can like they you know they have enough food to do that but it's just it's it's good fresh fruit food it's not fried greasy gross it's good it's good quality food if you're trying to eat healthy if you're trying to be good Sauceritas, whether it's the St. Matthews or Easton location Middletown down Shelbyville Road they've got a drive through you can, you, you can get a delicious, healthy, fresh, quality meal at the Fresh Mexican Cantina. That is Salserita's. Check them out. Download the app. It'll save you time and money today. Scooch, you watch the President's Cup?
0: I uh, did not. No.
2: It was. It was I was oh. very amused because I was giving you all so much like, I'm not watching that stupid thing. And then what happens on Sunday? I'm watching Red Zone. My son wakes up from his nap, and he's like, Dad, I want to watch golf. <laughs> Whoa. Come on, dude. We got It's red zone. Let's watch football. No, Dad, I want to watch golf. So I had to turn it over to golf, and we watched a, a long putt go in. We basically just saw a couple putts get sunk, and then uh, he got distracted, and I was able to change it back to red zone.
1: Wow. So you got a little golfer on your hands.
2: Yeah, he's a big fan of watching golf ball. Big fan of watching golf ball.
1: Well, that's exciting. That's cool. Well, anyways, the United States defeats the international folks. Uh, made it a little bit closer than it than it looked like it was going to be after Thursday and Friday, but it was fun. It was good. I was a fan of it. I, I do think, obviously, the Ryder Cup's better. Uh, you wish they could do these events and try to get them away from football if possible, but if you're doing it on a Saturday or Sunday in the fall, that's going to be pretty tough to do, so... Uh, just do it during the middle of the week. Then it probably gets even more attention, but whatever. Uh, it was good. It was good. Fun to watch. Way to go, United States. We're the best. We're number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Let's uh, read the Thornton's text line where you're number one, 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. The first texter says rocks by 90, and that's from Artie. Tough break, Artie.
2: Mmm, real.
1: Bad news for you about the rocks and their ninety-point spread against the tigers.
2: Mmm, real tough. Real, real tough. Another texture says, "TJ, I know a Trinity golfer shot a sixty-one one time this season. Just so wild."
1: Yeah, uh, I, I, I've heard of some really great local young golfers, and some of the scores they put up are just insane. It's pretty humbling. <laughs>
2: I'm all in on Casey Wallace as well, but please keep in mind he's the seventy-eighth best college best player in college basketball. Which is a good reminder that the almanac is dropping today. So think think we're gonna see the last of it finally. We don't have to on our timelines anymore.
1: No, I don't think that's gonna be the last of them pushing and promoting the almanac. I'd say like by December they'll probably be mostly finished. Yeah. Although by that point they may be doing like Christmas a, gift half off Christmas special. Oh yeah. Probably so, uh, but no. That's um, college basketball just around the corner. Very exciting! Big Blue Madness camp out this week, Roush. Uh, yeah, yeah. it's um, I think whatever. so. I thought it was during the Ole Miss game. Weekend. It sounds right. Yeah. So that'll be cool. Hopefully, make some, uh, make for some good pictures and people not going down to Oxford. Get on out there and camp out and get some of the enthusiasm for for basketball season. Yeah. Although, this is always the case when the football team's good. It's even, you could have one of the most anticipated basketball seasons ever. And I don't, I'm not saying that that's the case this year, although I do think it's very much anticipated with the way last season ended. But if the football team's good, the folks can just be incredibly patient for, for basketball. It's when the football team kind of stinks where you get, and and we would probably do the exact same thing as a radio show where you get more people talking basketball. I, I could Roush, we could spend the next 40 minutes talking basketball if you want to. I can always do it. But, yeah, you just don't really have the urge, the sense of urgency to do it when you're the football team's rocking and rolling.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, also, I, I I didn't realize this initially because in my mind I was like, wait, I thought they were all October dates. Yeah, camp out is just people are arriving Friday and they're giving out tickets Sunday morning. It used to be like a Wednesday through Friday sort of thing. They they really – uh. Shorten it up, probably, probably for the best, though.
1: Yeah, it probably didn't need to be longer than that. But you're right now that you mentioned it. But it almost seems like it was like a Tuesday morning thing, I because you know they do yeah. it at what, like four in the morning when you could start to line up. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, if you ever worked for the Colonel or did any media at UK, you probably covered a campout story at one point where you it, people racing across Avenue of Champions. People getting just clotheslined by the little railing that separated the concrete from the grass. People fighting over spots as if it really even mattered. Ah, just brings out the best in all of us. It was always so much fun.
2: Text on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Says, TJ and Rouse, I think you all need to go out with your wives one night with scoots and have them set up scoots with the honey. Females by far give the best oops, and it's not even close.
1: Come on. Yeah, but then we risk having scoots around our own wives. See, that's that's where <laughs> and knowing Scoot's history in his background, that's a dangerous game. You don't you don't bring the wolves into the sheep pen. Well, I mean said.
0: that that's just straight smart.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Appreciate appreciate that. Uh, I, I don't know if my wife has a a single friend. A single friend. Wow. I'm trying to. I'm racking my brain. I, yeah, I mean about.
2: we're we're in our 30s like it's <laughs> not a
1: i can only think of like two single girls that i just know in general
0: there's not very many of them now
1: and no one scoots type neither one his type
0: i'm very picky yeah Scoots
1: tall i don't know any i don't know any tall women better single sorry Steve. I
0: need I need tall to raise my family height average
1: yeah yeah you really do a texter says uh Roush sounds like on Twitter you're trying to divide the fan base with the Kentucky football and Kentucky basketball debacle
2: man people got really worked up on that a day after I tweeted the joke so that was uh it was a fun day to log off Twitter
1: <laughs> yeah people people weren't happy with you
2: Yeah. Well, there's also like, you know, people like to just be mad online.
1: They just do. What would you say to the people that are saying you you were not joking?
2: Uh, My favorite was the people that said I was clickbait when it was a CBS article. Like that somebody else wrote. And I just was like, I thought it was hilarious that the entire premise of it was to... All right, let's go back in time and see how long it takes before we can figure out when the football team had a better winning percentage than the basketball team. And just for Kentucky, it was the last two years.
1: That's uh,
2: other schools. You had to go back like forty years.
1: People have kind of forgotten what clickbait actually is. It does exist. It is out there. But yeah, you just people need to be a little bit more aware about where uh, where where it takes place. Yeah, I, I just I I don't care about the football basketball thing anymore. KSR is just trying to divide and blah, 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 blah. It's like, really? Mm. I did think about the, the Stoops joke that he had at his press conference, and he was joking. I did think to myself, like, if Cal did that, there, there would be pitchforks and people screaming about being talked down to again. But – there's a double standard on the coaches, and I don't really care as long as both of them are winning and both of them are doing well. There's no issue, no issue to me. Uh, but yeah, that, that was good, good, clean family fun. A texter. Oh, uh, it, we're, we're not done with it yet. Roush is a nice guy, I'm sure, but the dude is an all time idiot and the UK version of deputy uh doofus.
2: Yeah, they also took a screen grab of like somebody who took. he spent a lot of time on compiling records of Cal and Stoops. And it's like, I'm, I'm not, we're not... I, I just don't... That's that's a lot of effort you took in there, Texture, to acknowledge the fact that Calipari has won a lot more basketball games than Mark Stoops at Kentucky.
1: Yeah, they're just pointing out their overall records, Cal's worst five seasons versus Stoops' best five seasons, and then their official rankings and whatnot. So, uh, again, just... More stuff that most folks shouldn't care about, don't care about, and uh, consider me part of that group.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm very happy that Kentucky's ranked seventh of the eight people.
1: Yeah, I, I just I couldn't I couldn't really see other any either side of it. like the being just a UK basketball fan and not enjoying the run the football team's been on, or being a UK football fan first and just feeling like you have to always punch your own program because they may or may not get more spotlight than you just can't understand it from either side of it. I think you're all goobers involved and, um, this is going to be maybe one of the best athletic years between the two sports ever. Uh, Everybody should be having a good time and enjoying it.
2: But I really thought too that, like a month had passed. Like, can we, can we not make those jokes? Yeah, like I, I, th- I thought I thought we had already been to that point, but apparently
1: for some people, they're still very, very mad about it online. I guess they would see – I guess people were confused on, like, how was it a joke?
2: Football school, like, uh, just joking about the football school thing.
1: Yeah, no, and I I mean, I'd, even if it's not, like, hey, look at the last two years. Kentucky has it, been good at football. It's been a good yeah, – yeah, who cares? People just get look, looking for things to get worked up about. Yep. Um, another texter says Upshaw just looks lost. Couple of drops, miss blocking assignments, doesn't seem very physical. What happened to this man?
2: Man, that drop was really bad too. Mm-hmm. Um, also saw like an Isaiah Cummings tweet. He hasn't played much as of late, so not sure what's going on there.
1: Yeah, he tweeted it like I don't know, very late Saturday morning, early Sunday morning. He says. Something along the lines of like I love you, BBN, with like a crying face, a sad face, something like that.
2: It was like a face that just had like a straight line drawn across it. Oh, so like a straight face. Yeah. Oh, Kyle Tucker dividing the fan base. It's T-shirt night for Kentucky's to visit to Ole Miss football. Sc-
1: like, oh, oh, yeah, nope, gotta. Yeah, the coming tweet was "I love you, BBN, with a blue heart, and then it was a, it was kind of a a a slight frown face, slight frown. frown. Okay, and that was at eleven thirteen p.m. on Saturday night. So, uh, probably maybe means he could be looking elsewhere or things aren't going great. But
2: it is weird though. He he had he played so well last year and then moved to tight end, drops a touchdown pass in game one, and then has just seemingly not really played, not really been a part of the game plan. So I don't know if that'll change with Upshaw being out. I know a lot of it's just because Dingle has gotten more time and Dingle has been, he's been good. He's been blocking well. And maybe that's part of it is Cummings isn't blocking well enough. And now Kentucky also has receivers that are so good that you don't need to kind of play Cummings out there. So I don't know. I don't. That's, uh, that's something certainly that we need to continue to monitor. But we did have more tight end drops. I think there was two tight end drops. One by Bates, one by Upshaw, uh, and that's that's not been the norm. And those were two of I think Levis only had five incomplete, six incomplete passes.
1: So that's pretty good, uh, pretty good game for Levis. And then with some of your incompletions, not your not your fault either. So mm-hmm. uh, you, you like to see that, like see him playing well going into to such a big game down in down in Ole Miss because that. I'm sure you're on the same page. This isn't a hot take by any stretch of the imagination, but Levi's is going to have to have a big game if Kentucky's going to going to win yeah. in Oxford. Maybe not, not even from like a statistic standpoint where he has to be over 300 yards, but he needs to be sharp. And whether with his legs or with his arm, he's going to have to he's going to have to play well.
2: Uh, really love this text on the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the number you send it in. We read it on air. Then you stop in at a Thorns. You pick up a coffee, a fresh-baked donut, and you have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day. We need to start sounding the alarm on recruiting. We get in a lot of battles with Michigan State, and Mel Tucker might start posting more pictures with sports cars to distract from the fact that his program would be Rutgers-level without Kenneth Walker. Man, big ol' suck it to Mel Tucker. He got his ass kicked. Absolutely got his ass kicked by Minnesota. They lost, I want to say, 34-7. to it was an absolutely abomination. That was one of those games, TJ, where I I wanted to uh, wager on the Golden Gophers. But I actually, in the preseason, I think I, I bet Minnesota win total over, Michigan State win total under. I was like, I've got plenty of action riding on this game on those two alone. So like we'll just let it be. Really upset I didn't double down on my preseason thoughts because Minnesota put it on them. Michigan State, they're just a garbage program right now. They got ran off the field at Washington, got ran off their home turf uh, in a cross-divisional game. Uh, Michigan State, they're not going to win very many football games this fall.
1: Yeah, it's uh, not not a good thing going on there in East Lansing. And as a thorn in Kentucky's recruiting side, this is all good news. They Uh, can just lose every game for all we care. Michigan State probably... Just as much as really any other program, who UK goes up head to head against? It seems like, especially for some of UK's favorite geographical spots, uh, they can go ahead and get beaten by fifty every game, and that would help the Cats. And uh, mm-hmm. Mel Tucker just signed that what ten-year deal, right? Ninety-five million dollars over ten years. I guess the good news for Michigan State is just like get you don't don't. Don't get any funny ideas because you're you are stuck with that dude for a long time. Long, long time. Been a long time, been a long time. A texter says this offensive line gives me heart palpitations. Only thing getting me through knowing that even last year there was always a big dip from C Rod to smoke. So hopefully we can see a big boost in the run game soon. It is
2: a good point that they made. Like like I feel like smoke has been fine this year. And yet like I his version of fine could also just be like really bad compared to Chris Rodriguez. You know, like that guy's guy's
1: awesome. He's really. I awesome. do. I I think a texter says this later on in the text line, but I was thinking it anyways. I do wish, in hindsight, Chris Rodriguez could have had that Northern Illinois game, but just to get we'll, going, yeah, yeah. But we'll all be going into it. <laughs> Old Miss will be just as a taken aback or surprised or. Uh, I guess, intrigued with what they're going to see on Saturday as the UK fan base will be. And probably to some extent, what even the coaches and players. Because, yeah, Chris Rodriguez has been through practices and he's he's probably gotten to, while probably not getting tackled, he's probably taken some pops just to get a feel for what it's like uh, going up against linebackers and whatnot. But what it looks like in an actual game with this offensive line against an opponent that you don't know what they're going to do on any specific play it's gonna be. It's everybody's going into this one fresh, folks. So that's actually that's kind of a rarity. You don't really get that in college athletics all that often. But one of the best running backs in the SEC, certainly Kentucky's best running back, and a struggling in a struggling rushing attack, we'll all get to experience it firsthand, not knowing what to expect on Saturday. That's gonna be fun.
2: It is. It is. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. On the other side, really hopeful that. Uh... Old J.J. Weaver's back in action. It would be would be real nice, Clark, because uh, Ole Miss, they like to run the ball a lot. Uh, just looking at the box score from Saturday, Jackson Dart, 13 carries for 116 yards. That's the quarterback. So a lot of uh, zone read type stuff. Best to have your smart, experienced veteran playmakers on the edge to mitigate those explosive runs.
1: Do we have an update there?
2: We should get one at noon, but I doubt we will.
1: Yeah. They'll probably I, say
2: game to game or week to week or something like that. We did get McClain, Tom McLean some action for the first time, and I thought he looked all right mm-hmm. out there.
1: Thought so too. A texter says, such bull crap that only option to watch this game is on the ESPN app because Indiana and Cincinnati have gone past their slot time. Well, the issue was it wasn't even on the app. You couldn't yeah, even watch yeah. it on the app. It's a game app. starting
2: at 7. It'll be available then, and then it's 7.30, and it's still not available. The ESPN app in general, it always sucks. Usually it just sucks to navigate. This time it sucked because it couldn't even it couldn't
1: even play it. Man, yeah, you, didn't, it just, you didn't even have an option suck. to play it. wasn't even there. That. Uh, was that was just terrible um and like you may i don't know it stuff happens but they only play 12 football games a season and for a lot of fan bases kentucky included you talk about those 12 games from january to august and then you'll still talk about them as the season's going on but like there's only 12 of them and for you to have a quarter of one of those 12 just not being able to be broadcasted anywhere it is totally unacceptable with all the money and the finances that are involved in this it's it's that's a really bad look for ESPN and it's something they should release a statement on say what happened and why it's not going to happen again because that's just like it it just so happened that it was the Northern Illinois game so that's good but and you don't have to worry about it next weekend because they're they're the first slate of games but Who's to say it wouldn't happen against Mississippi State or South Carolina? It has happened in big games for U.K. fans where uh, another game is bled over. College football games take forever. Why is ESPN the only place that can't seem to realize that? Stop stacking <laughs> games up on one another because they bleed through. And if you do, hey, we've got it planned. We'll put it on the app. We've, we, we've got a backup plan in the case this happens. And then your backup plan fails. So then you have – I mean, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people that want to watch UK, Northern Illinois, unable to find it anywhere. And well, what a lot of those people probably do, I mean, the casual fan may have just given up and been like, well, no UK game on. I don't know what the heck's going on. They may, or, And then the non-casual fan could have just went to another game and didn't watch. It's unacceptable. Again, in the grand scheme of things, not a huge deal. But when your job is to be able to broadcast a game, that's it. That's all you got to do. You failed. That's the one thing you cannot do in a situation like that. So that's embarrassing.
0: Well, especially when the game before is a blowout, that shouldn't, I mean, you shouldn't stay on that game. Switch over to the Kentucky game. Like nobody cares about the end of Indiana and Cincinnati other than betters, but no, no fans are, like I wouldn't have cared as an Indiana fan had they switched over to the Kentucky
1: game. And that's just something they don't do. Roush is like their their mm-hmm. big thing is we don't we won't. They have done it a couple of times. but like we won't switch off games. We're gonna once we start one, we're gonna finish it.
2: Yeah, and there was one. It did happen one time with I want to say Kentucky basketball. Um,
1: they did do it, yeah. The, I, um, I can't remember the game either, Yeah, I mean, everybody's they, so surprised to see it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like we uh, we were getting ready to complain that the other game was still going on. It just the biggest surprise though is that it was just during a. Like a blowout, for lack of a better word. I mean, and the line, the line was
1: it. very much in jeopardy. Like, but like they, the
2: game was not in the balance.
1: It wasn't, and you know, don't like even do like a split box. They'll do split boxes to show fans for ninety minutes or commentators for sixty minutes of a game. But like, why don't I just do like, hey, here's UK on this box. Here's the end of IU in Cincinnati in that other box. And then the nerve to like show the handshake line. Of the Indiana Cincinnati game, as if like when that it should have been zero zero zero. Mm-hmm. Goodbye Nippert Stadium. We're moving on over to the Kroeg. Nope. Let's show the teams walk out on the field. Oh, there's there there's Tom Allen. He's shaking he's shaking people's hands. Oh, this is fun. That, that rubbing salt in the wound. I think they knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm.
2: Very very frustrating for Cats fans. But hey, I got to hear a little more Tom Leach in Omaha. I'm sure.
1: Yeah, never a bad thing. A texter says, starting to think the UK offensive line is just bad.
2: Yeah, and we'll go ahead and piggyback it into the next text. It says, really bummed about our offensive line. I think we're going to see it really hurt us in the next seven games. c Ryan might not matter as much if he has zero time to make decisions. Roush, don't sugarcoat this. Disappointed in our defense Saturday, too. For the offensive line, like, yeah, I, I think that, the offensive line is what it is at this point, right? Um, not great. Um, can be serviceable. The biggest thing for me, I, you know, what we'll, we'll find out against Ole Miss, I've, and I mentioned it plenty of times in the first hour, I think C-Rod can uh, erase some of those mistakes. The biggest ones are in the pass, pro for me. Because when when Levis has time, and they've been pretty good against the Blitz, uh, it, It's that offense is humming. But there, there are others where, Maybe it's five on five, one man gets beat, or Levis just feels the pressure coming sooner than inspected. Like the 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 field goal, right? The when Kentucky had to kick the 49 yarder with Ruffalo. I don't know what like Levis kind of explained it later on. He's like, I should have just hung in there because the route ended up popping open. But I, I think part of it is he didn't want to take a sack. So he was just like, I'm going to get a yard or two to make sure that we can still kick a field goal. And not get sacked out of field goal range. Like you can't have your offense. Like if if that is the line of thinking, they can't be that much of a liability to where your your quarterback doesn't trust them enough to stay in the pocket and deliver a pass downfield to an open guy on third and media, right? Like you, because that, that's the difference between seven and three points.
1: Taking the other side of this text, I also was not. Like, the defense, there were some breakdowns in the secondary I didn't like, but some of those were situational, again, especially late in the game. They went
2: for broke late in the
1: game. Like, they kind yeah. a
2: little greedy on some of those.
1: And I and I didn't love just the lack of push from the defensive line, which has been an issue at other times. Uh, weirdly enough, I didn't think it was so much an issue in the Florida game. But the the defensive line just seems to be too talented not to be pushing the Northern Illinois offensive line backwards almost every single play. And I just didn't see the push from the defensive line. I would have liked to see on Saturday again. I didn't love it against Youngstown. I didn't love it against Miami of Ohio. I was, uh, I, I liked what I saw the defensive line do against Florida. So maybe there's some gamesmanship going on with it, but I, I just think there's too many freaks on that defensive line, unless I'm just wrong about that, which maybe I am uh, to not be getting the push that I'm I wanting to see. So I also was not blown away by the defense on Saturday.
2: I will at least give them some credit. So outside of the 55 yards rushing on the first drive, so 55 of their 128 rushing yards came on that first drive, right? Like that. So the defense did, all in all, a good job of stopping the run. That's really like if you stop the run against Ole Miss, you win that game. Like that. That that's the football game right there. How effective is Kentucky at stopping the rush? That that's going to determine win or loss. What happens? The one thing I, I I don't have an answer for, and I, I'm not sure. Like I, I I'm really just at a metal loss. And it and the weird part is it hasn't mattered that much. They've and also they've been close, but the lack of sacks. I mean zero sacks. Uh, I can look it up quickly, uh, but it's it's just not good. It's just not good. They they haven't been there, um, and I I don't get that. I, I don't get what. I, I have no good explanation for our Texers. I'm sorry that I can't answer it. But, like, you would think, Kentucky's defense for as stout as they've been. They've only recorded six sacks in four games. Like, should be better than that. Should be better than that. Um, I don't know if that'll get fixed against Ole Miss or not. Um, maybe we'll get an answer for it. But some of those called blitzes, you just got to get home and create a little bit of havoc. Speaking of havoc, there's a little bit happening at the Walker household. He just lost some power. And we're overdue for a break, so we're going to get to those, pay the bills, and we'll have more Kentucky Roll Call when we return right here on the Big X Sports Network.
1: Wait a minute. I know you
2: kentucky roll call i'm sorry son but you must have me confused with someone else walker and
0: roush
1: i think you're the greatest but my dad says you don't work hard enough on defense
2: and he says that lots of times you don't even run down court and that you don't really try except during the playoffs here on big x sports radio i'm out there busting my buns every night tell your old man to drag walton in the near up and down the court for 48 minutes
1: Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here cool. on cool. Radio 961 FM, 1450 AM, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. I have a power outage in my neighborhood, so I'm connected to the hot spot. Got connected <laughs> by the time you all were taking it out of break, but I don't know what the heck's going on with this, but um, hopefully it gets gets figured out soon enough. One final segment. We're having a good time. Roush, you were telling me there's some breaking news.
2: Breaking news. The NFL is replacing the Pro Bowl with week-long skills competitions and a flag football game. The new event will replace the full contact showcase started in 1951 and will be renamed the Pro Bowl Games. And, TJ, no Pro Bowl Games will be complete without players rocking some shady rays while they're relaxing relaxing in tropical paradise whether you're going to paradise or you're hitting the golf course or you're going down to Ole Miss down at the Grove gotta have a stylish pair of Shady Rays they're Kentucky proud right they are they are Kentucky proud um and they also pride themselves on great customer service so if you lose a pair if you break a pair all you do is you pay a small fee for a replacement pair, and they'll send you another one, just a little processing and handling. And the best part, you get a discount when you put in promo code X at checkout. It's a win, win, win when you rock your Shady Rays.
1: Yes, yeah, all that Will Levis was, has joined the Shady Rays family. Wise decision from Will. They're quality sunglasses. He's going to be thrilled with them. Styling and profiling. He may have those on when he gets drafted the first quarterback overall in the NFL draft this upcoming spring roush
2: yeah yeah um man he's he's going to be a big time prospect i did notice though on saturday that another guy who some thought was uh could be a big time prospect another guy from connecticut who folks thought would be a superstar in the college football ranks got benched on saturday that's right miami was getting housed by middle tennessee uh the blue raiders (laughs) Miami had an incompletion on fourth and goal from the one. And two plays later, Middle Tennessee had a 99-yard touchdown. Uh, Mario Ball stinks. Miami stinks. And they benched Tyler Van Dyke. So, uh, TJ, big weekend for potential transfer portal quarterbacks between uh, Tyler Van Dyke and then uh, DJU got the win uh, over Wake Forest. Looked, uh looked okay. It's looked okay in that game.
1: Yeah, I don't I, I think. I was telling the fellas over the break, I was like, with the exception of the Big Ten, just because I, I think very highly of Ohio State and the SEC, I think Kentucky's winning any other conference this season relatively easily. And that may be like a hot take, but the is a joke. It's been a joke for a while. Clemson has at times been pretty dominant, but this is not one of their dominant teams, if you ask me. And not to take away from their win at Wake Forest, that's a solid win. But it was basically a home game for Clemson, um, and they still struggled and didn't look very particularly good in that game. That being said, the Big Twelve, Oklahoma loses at home to Kansas State. Like UK could win the Big Twelve, UK could win the ACC. Don't even get me started on the Pac-12. And then they, you know, they probably win the West Division in the in the Big. 10, but I they, I don't, UK wouldn't beat Ohio State. Um, and then, so what? what? What other conferences would there be? Uh, but yet, Kentucky's in the SEC. We wouldn't have it any other way, but it just kind of goes to show that if you can compete in the SEC, it means you're a national title contender. If you mm-hmm. can get up there when you're actually thinking about winning SEC championships, then that's when you get to the point I'm thinking about winning national championships. And while Kentucky, I don't think, is knocking on that door right now, I think they're walking up the steps to get there. So, uh, by the way, speaking of uh, – that's kind of a, a, alluding to trick-or-treating. Got all the interior Halloween decorations up yesterday.
2: Woo, good job.
1: Nice. Proud it's of you. Extra, it's extra spooky this year. Oh. But it was kind of funny because, like, I did it in between nap times for the most part. So the wife was like, Lucy's going to come downstairs and just think she lives in like a different house now. Mm. And and this is her first real introduction to Halloween stuff because she was only a few weeks old and couldn't even open her eyes the last time the Halloween stuff was up. So far, she just she loves it. She loves it all. We've got a little mummy that does the thriller dance. She was all about that. And uh, isn't really creeped out or scared by anything, at least. This year, we'll see if next year is any different. So that was a nice success as well. Got to do the outside stuff, but I can get to that later. The weather looks like it's going to be gorgeous all week. So I'll get some opportunities to take care of it. you know what else is nice? Texas, not back. No, they're not,
2: unfortunately. Mm, Not, not back. Big, big surprise that Texas still not back.
1: So they had that stat of like this is the first time they've beaten a, te- a ranked Texas team since 2008, which I remember where I was for that game, the Crabtree Great game, game. Mm-hmm. an awesome game. And my buddy was like, "No, I think that was the first time they've just beaten Texas since then." I think at, that's
2: the case. Yeah, at, at, in Lubbock. Yeah,
1: I was like, "That is nuts." Going that long, a, a team that I they may play every year. Um, I, I know they don't play them at home every year, but I think like, they
2: play them every year though. Now, yeah,
1: you know, it's probably eight seven to eight cracks at it and uh i guess maybe it's not so much when you say it that way but i was a little surprised to see that stat texas not back uh notre dame they're back big big win against unc
2: i knew that i was being a sucker that whole like i was like man this is just suck suck such a sucker line but like notre dame's been so bad their offense is so inept, but it turns out um, a good way to get right is to just play Gene Chiswick's defense and all of your offensive woes will be solved.
1: That's the secret. That's just well, that's what you need. Uh, something <laughs> had to give in that game. I, why, why I didn't bet the over, I'll never understand. Uh, let's get back to the Thorns text line 502 1450. Don't know exactly where we're at here.
2: We are at the text that says, um, it's not out of the realm of possibility that this recruiting class has five top 100 picks with Brown, Key, Afari, Walker, Goodwin, Wade, etc. cetera. Eh, nope, not out of the realm of possibility. Man, Keaton Wade almost had an awesome play on Saturday, too. I forget yeah, what it was, but he, he took a bad angle, and it was just like,
1: oh, you're so close, so close to making that sack. He's going to be a fan favorite in time.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: A texter says, uh, would it have been really nice for C-Rod to have a tune-up game going into Ole Miss, but missing these games could mean he's fresher going into November. Yeah, there's that, that.
2: That's the hope. That's the hope, right? Um, so, I don't know. We'll we'll see if it pays off, but uh, durability has been a, a strength of C-Rod. So, just keep keep on pounding, keep on chopping away. Let's go, Chris.
1: A texter says, what's your else take on AL-8? a late one go cats go pack go Oh, i
2: love it. love a yeah i i don't drink them all the time and i have to do the zero sugar now when i do it because it's just it's so much it's, it's so much sugar in one one drink um have you ever done uh l8 with some brown water there scoots
1: don't leave us hanging. I'll,
0: I'll have to give it a whirl
2: yeah it's pretty good pretty pretty good we would uh I forgot what my, oh, my my college roommate, he would call it a double wide. Um, I don't know why, but we would even just pour the bourbon into the bottle We in college. We would like sip some of it and then pour our trash bourbon in there and then like flip it up, spin it around, and then just drink it out of that.
1: <laughs> Man, that sounds like a lot. Yep. Wow. Brady blew it on the two-point conversion, says one astute texter.
2: And as Roger said after the game, I mean, it should have been a delay of game on the first time, or it was it was awfully close.
1: It definitely was. It, it should have been. I was like, oh, no. My team playing in the state of Florida in a controversial delay of game. Stop me if this has happened before. <laughs> but it worked out okay, and this is an instance for the Packers. And uh, gosh, Green Bay's offense, though, ugh, it's got it has got ways and ways and ways to go. But the defense came up big. They kept answering the call time and time and time again. And I you could see exactly the, the way that story was unfolding yesterday, the way the game was. Uh, I, I would have thought for sure they were going to get the two-point conversion and then go to overtime and probably beat Green Bay. But not today, baby. Big win for the pack attack, even if it was ugly. So I'm very happy about it. Rogers looks like such a goober with this haircut. I think it looks good. I think it looks sharp.
2: ESPN coverage should be ashamed of themselves letting Kentucky go an entire quarter and not changing the game from IU versus Cincinnati. Also lying and saying we can find the game on the app and then not being there. The funny thing too, TJ, is they didn't use any of their TV timeouts because they weren't on TV yet. So like the first quarter took less than 30 minutes off of the actual clock. Not, you know what I mean? Like time elapsed. Yeah. It kicked off at like 7.06 and it was 7.30 when... I I like looked up, and I'm like, why are they stopping the game? And it's like, oh, the first quarter just ended.
1: Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, being unable to watch the game. And I was thinking the same thing as well. I was like, of course, it would just so happen this is the fastest game of all time. So now we're like, you know, have more breaks, have more timeouts. And then that way, when we flip it over, there'll be like eight minutes left in the first quarter. But it didn't hurt that both teams had pretty solid first drives and were able to chew up some clock. And then, yeah, I guess I didn't think about that. The no the no TV timeouts just keep that bad boy rolling. And um, a lot of folks were unable to watch the first quarter.
2: Mm, real shame. Suck it, ESPN. Stoops in the blue shirt zip-up looks a million times better for his drip. Blue is by far his best color compared to black. Redheads in the color black just don't. Really mix well, in my opinion. Stoops should wear blue every game from here on out.
1: Uh, this this is one of the textures that really gets worked up about what Calipari wears on the sidelines with suits versus jumpsuits. Um, and I can almost guarantee it's probably a plumly Bro texture who, who cares what he wears, plumly Bro?
2: <laughs> More Stoops saying fans didn't appreciate the running game the last five years is funny and true because now that we're constantly throwing it around with Will and the receivers, people are concerned about our run game. His quote, five years ago, y'all didn't appreciate poop, and he didn't say poop, and it's pretty true because fans were literally crying about Eddie Grant. It is just funny, though. Like, the heart, TJ, the heart always wants what the heart doesn't have, you know, and absolutely, you're just, you're, you're one in what you can't have, and right now, Kentucky isn't just mowing dudes down in the run game,
1: so it looks a little bit different, but figure it out. And I'm not trying to be like Mr. Contrarian or being a, a hard ass or anything here, but like, Stoops, I do think it's totally all right for U.K. fans to want just like a balanced offense. Like you could when the run game was rocking and rolling, but you couldn't throw the ball past 15 yards. It was okay to want a better passing attack during those times. And now that the passing attack is sharp and looking good, when U.K. has leads, fans want to be able to milk the clock with the run. Yeah, in a perfect world, everybody wants a perfect offense every single year. But people just kind of want it to click and mesh at the same time. And as Roush has said, and it's totally true, you're getting your best running back back. Maybe, maybe it will click. Maybe in time it will click with this team. Um, and Stoops was having fun with it, so it's not a big deal at all. Just need to say it again, though. I was not complaining about the impressive running uh, from years <laughs> back. I, it, exclude me from the everybody when he says everybody was complaining. Not me. I was. I was. I was thrilled with it. It was a lot of fun. It's big boy football
2: texter says carson Wentz is such a bad quarterback how is he still employed by the nfl and what's funny to tj is he's either really bad or like there's no in between with him it's like 350 yards and three touchdowns or just interceptions and ineptitude there's really no middle ground for him
1: Trevor's going – we need the Eagles to, ha- like, have a few bad weeks. He's going to be unbearable.
2: Well, no, no, no. I, TJ, I want them to be undefeated and then, like, Charlie Brown getting the football pulled up. Yeah, the but
1: then, like, Trevor's just got this way of ignoring reality when he has to – like, he can just put reality in his back pocket and keep it away. So, like, if that happens, he'll just be like, eh, bad game. He'll blame a ref. He'll they cheated. Blame, yeah, Yeah, something bad happened. But the, look at the – like, we're so good, we'll be good forever. Uh, I'm not even worried. You know, we'll be right back in the same spot next year. So I'd rather they just slip up. Uh, But Jalen Hurts, if anybody's going to compete for Josh Allen on my MVP bet, it is that dude for now. He is on fire looking really good doing it. Scoots, remember when you were roasting TJ about the Packers not being good after week one?
0: Yeah, I was just riling him up. I didn't mean any of that.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) What's the Steelers record? One and two. Okay, so it's 2 and 1 better than 1 and 2. I just I'm not I wasn't very it good at math. Yeah, there. hey, but
0: I don't know if you heard this. First time in Mike Tomlin's career he's been under 500. Pretty really. Much.
1: I didn't yeah. I did not know that. I that knew that
2: just, he, he didn't have a 500 incredible. season. I can't believe it's the first time he's ever just been under 500. That, yeah, yeah, you that's... think
1: he would start 0 and 1 at one point. Never. Hmm. That is that is an unbelievable stat. Uh, that's incredible. The Cats being plus six-and-a-half dogs and buying the half to plus seven just flat-out smells and reeks of straight cheese. Hop on it while the iron is hot. I thought it was, it was a four-point credit.
2: Yeah, it was four-and-a-half. I haven't seen six-and-a-half anywhere.
1: He got a six-and-a-half on one of his apps. Yeah, probably I think I'll probably just UK money line for this weekend. Um, you know, if they win... I don't know, or, or do I just go old Miss money line and do the emotion? Holy
2: track? crap! Six and a half on DraftKings, plus two ten on the money line.
1: Wow, that's great value. Way to go, Texter! Thanks for the heads up. <laughs> big fan of while, uh, big fan of while I'm driving. Oh no, I missed that one. John here. Good morning to all. Hey, what a crazy weekend all around. The Cats get a victory, but not the most convincing win. But hey, a win is a win, and same could be said for losing. And the same can be said for losing a game. Well, no, it can't be. Um, no matter how weird of a loss it may be both the Chiefs and the Bills lost games and yes there will be a lot of overreaction Monday comments but no worries the Chiefs and the Bills are still the best two teams in football so tell me what do you believe Chris Jones said to Matt Ryan to deserve an unsportsmanlike penalty we got to go talk to you later why are you throwing the Bills in with the Chiefs John the Chiefs lost to a crappy Colts team you don't need to bring the Bills into that
2: yeah the, the Bills were like Dudes were like keeling over in the 100-degree weather in Miami.
1: Yeah, when it finally went final, everybody just falling down because they were so Yeah, it was just Uh, trainers
2: all over the field trying to help people. It was crazy. Yeah, also, yeah, they they do not deserve to be in the same
1: sentence whatsoever. The Chiefs had a bad game, and they lost to a crappy Colts team. Just own it. You'll be all right. You can move on from it.
2: And also, there's like five things you can't say, and Chris Jones obviously said one. I don't know exactly what they are, but you just there there are words you're not supposed to say. If you say them, they're gonna get you, and they got them. I always um,
1: think of the UFL Chris Jones and his flopping floppers. Oh, that was hilarious.
2: The Dolphins being for real though—that was like I, I bet the Bills because I was like, man, this might be the lowest number I get Buffalo for a long time, so I gotta take it. But the
1: Finns are for real. One of my good the friends, are is a long familiar. suffering Dolphins fan, and I, I, I was like, "Hey, congrats on! Who knows how this season plays out, but at least you have a team that's fun to watch because that's there's so there really much fun. No better feeling in the NFL. Like win or lose, that's fine. At least you're going into every Sunday like, hey, this should be fun. Like we're gonna with yeah.
2: Waddle and Hill. I mean, they they just go on like that, that. one touchdown that they had. I mean that that was oh
1: yeah, I, man. that was just – The Bills so are so fun to watch. The AFC is just." loaded right now it's fun it's a makes for a good good product i'm a big fan of when i'm driving and i stop picking up the signal as well and get the evansville 96.1 pop station that way i get toxic by britney spears featuring tj walker well, that's all we, <laughs> we got for that sounds like the perfect little middle spot right there
2: uh you'll never be able to speak more true words than this right here
1: espn plus can suck it yeah suck it that's a joke Nick, did I hear you say that you have a betting podcast? If so, can we get the name of it? Every Thursday,
2: we record uh, Pick 3 with uh, Lockett and Drew. It's on the KSR YouTube page. comes at about 5 or 6 p.m., 10, 15 minutes long, not too long. The funny thing is, TJ, is most of my picks there, I I, I usually use two out of three there uh, for the KRC picks. I'm in dead last there, and I've been in first here. so. It's funny how gambling works.
1: I mean, it's really embarrassing. Gosh, I thought I really thought I was going to have an undefeated week this past week. Northwestern, second half, or a touchdown lead in the second half. Indiana with a great cover and the ball, and then they totally blow it. Um, We're, we're like, just not catching up to you. Um, You had a terrible week this past week as well. Uh, No, it was not good. Scoots didn't have a good week either. I had a Um, great
0: week. I went two and one. The only bad pick I had was taking 70 and a half over. And they scored 31. Yeah, but... My other two
1: hit. Yeah, I did give you two points. So you're right. You're six and six. You did go two and one. But you you didn't get your lock. So,
2: no. How bad is Miami or is is Nebraska that Northwestern's only win is over them?
1: Horrible. (laughs) They're so bad. A texter... Oh, we
2: did have the Iowa Rutgers over hit. So, big
1: shout out to all you sickos over there. (laughs) A texter says, The last two weeks, Romeo Dobbs... 100 yards, Devontae Adams, 48 yards. Yeah, suck it, Devontae wow. Adams. I guess you're realizing the Derek Carr difference there.
2: Yeah, Uh it turns out the Raiders stink. Also, what, what? why didn't
1: they just keep their last coach? Why, John Gruden?
2: No, uh, Rich uh, Basaccia. He got you to the playoffs after like 10 games. Why did well, you just maybe, keep that guy?
1: A lot of people said maybe Gruden got him to the playoffs. Yeah, he wasn't there very well sure wasn't what about the pack tj uh ugly win but a broad win in the nfl you never complain about so no nope. i was especially over tom brady i've seen so many losses to that dude um really only five well not five he hasn't played aaron Rodgers all that much but that was, was only good. their fifth meeting good good to get a win and a couple of those times i think i think the packers played them once when brady was out and i think they played the packers once when Rodgers was out so i think that those i think the Packers and the Patriots had played more, and then obviously he's with the Bucs now. But uh, still, it was just good to get a win there, get a little, get the get the monkey off my back. TJ, did you know Alex Cooper played Big Springs twice over the weekend, and members of Kiss played Valhalla on Saturday? That's cool. Rocking on the range. Also, did you hear the Penn Island joke on the Deaner show this press? Oh, Friday somebody morning? fell
2: for the Penn Island joke? No,
1: I didn't, but that's a classic. I'd love to hear the context of it, Texter. Let us know.
2: It's almost as uh, good as BOFA jokes. Gosh, I or hope
1: I'm not stepping on anybody's toes. I like Big Springs. I, I love the whole setup they've got. I think it is one of the more overrated, nice courses in the city. Still a nice course. I love Big Springs. I just think it's overrated as a golf course. So there's your hot take for your Monday. This is uh texture says for the KRC I'll eat crow. Congrats to the tigers. I'll say this. It was an awful game to watch. Don't know if it was a defensive battle or just pitiful offenses across the board. I'd be shocked if either team won state, but maybe football is just down right now. Also 17,000 attendance. We used to pull 35 to 40,000 back in the day. Why do you think attendance is down so drastically? Either way cats by six on Saturday.
2: Um, First and foremost, let me just say that St. X is probably going to still win state. Like that that's, they're just good football teams, so don't be surprised, Texter. But I was—I've had this conversation before, TJ, about just high school attendance at events and in general is down. I'm blaming it mostly on social media because that game used to serve as like a—you'd see a bunch of people you haven't seen in a long time. You're gonna—you're gonna go there so you could play catch-up with your old pals. Now you don't have to do that. You, now you can—you know what they're doing four or five days a week just by checking them out on Facebook or whatever you might be doing and, or social media you're consuming. And also, you can watch or listen from home, and if you don't feel like dealing with traffic or whatever it might be, like you have an excuse to get out of games now. There's so many more options. That's why I don't think people are attending games the way they
1: used to. Scoot, to my end, just says call ending soon. You say there's five minutes?
0: Uh, yeah, we got five minutes.
1: Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, mine just said ending soon, like it was about ready to drop off. So, mm. okay. A uh, texter says Roush Wandell could have been a good punt returner, but he was purely a fair catch, let it go guy. Always got the feeling he was not trying to get hurt on punt returns, so he just didn't try.
2: Yeah, no, I, I disagree. I think if he was good, he would try to score touchdowns.
1: Well, what part do you disagree with? Because I, I think everything. Like I, I
2: disagree with the career. part. Like I, I don't think it was that he was not trying. I just don't think he's a great punt returner. Because if he was a great punt returner, he'd be doing it now. Like, Randall Cobb was a great punt returner. He was punt returning in the NFL. Uh,
1: A little bit. Um, and he was Wondell kickoff, mostly. But yeah. but, yeah, Cobb got a touchdown on his first game, which was always a real good time, good good memory. Um, Yeah, it does seem like Wandell was more fair catch, but also I think teams were a little scared to kick it to him and, like, give him a lot of space to return balls as well. Um, but... You know who cares? You got a new Robinson back there. He's a lot of fun to watch. It's a real hoot. I do like it that like kick teams are kicking away from Barry and Brown on kickoffs though. That's fun, yeah. Which like I all right, then go give it kick it to Robinson. Fine, yeah, fine by me.
2: Um, last year, Wandel Robinson only had six returns. He fair caught the rest of them. Okay. Twenty total punt return yards. Makes like,
1: that Texas hey, point true.
2: Yeah, but I don't think it's the coverage. Like, Tavion's got that many punt returns in three, four games. They don't
1: respect them as much. (laughs) Not really worried about this game. We do it every year. Chattanooga last year, it happens. But anyways, after years not being able to throw the ball, I thought it was the most frustrating thing. But now we can't run it, and I think I'm more frustrated with that. What do you guys think? What's more frustrating? The years of throwing for 100 yards a game or not being able to establish the run against a Mac slash FCS team?
0: I think the running's
1: uh, it, more frustrating, but it probably is just because we've had that as such a certainty, and now you take it away. But right. I mean, they both are. You you want balance? We all do. It's okay.
2: Um, and there's also uh, something to be said too. Like I know we just kind of look down on MAC teams because that's what we do, but um, Northern Illinois has the third best rushing defense in the conference, only giving up 137 yards a game.
1: Yeah, it's a MAC conference. I don't really care about that, to be honest but, with you.
2: But they're like that's the strength of their team, and so Kentucky just threw all over them. Three hundred yards, three hundred yards, three times in four games this season for Will Levis.
1: That's really good. Yeah, yeah, that's really good, fellas. Do you all think any we get any player merch somewhere other than Kentucky branded? I was able to get some awesome Will Levis hat and Josh Pascal beanie last year, but all I'm seeing now is lame shirts with players' pictures on them. A lot of player picture shirts. I don't know if anywhere else, but if we do, we'll let yeah. you know. Um, another texture sends in their QB depth chart for next year. We'll have to save that for tomorrow. Yeah. Guys, the game was available on ESPN News. Now, I understand that's not part of the basic cable package, but I was able to see it before it hit ESPN 2. Fans got to start hitting the casino streaming sites. They're all over if you look for them. Yeah, yeah In like, that, like, like that too is – Couch watching the games, so unfortunately.
2: E- ESPN News didn't, it it came on like 15 minutes in. It was, it was, that was later as well because they had some other
1: game that was being preempted on there. And they didn't advertise on ESPN News either, which is just a goof on their part. Very idiotic. All right. We'll get to the QB text message uh, text tomorrow. Keep the text on the Thornton's text line coming. Any hour, any day, you send them in. We'll read them the following show. Everybody have a great Monday. This is Kentucky Roll Call and Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker.